Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I certainly appreciate you joining me again today, and I pray God blesses you bountifully. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Lord, you've given us a great opportunity to talk about you, and Lord, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about how you can change lives. And God, I pray anyone listening today will not hear me, but Lord, they would hear your word. I love you. I give you thanks for all our listeners. Bless their lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the Bible is God's word is so vital in our lives, but yet so few know much about it and so few spend time reading it. I love that I have the Gideons come once a year and share their their uh, testimony with us. We did for years and years, and now we, we kind of send them a check and we promote it within. But I can think I can't think of a greater cause in supporting giving Bibles to the world. It's an absolutely wonderful cause. When thinking about books in the Bible, one that seems to get overlooked a lot is the book of Hosea in the Old Testament. Some of you are saying probably right now, I never knew there was such a book called Hosea. Yeah, it's in the Old Testament. A prophet of God who he used in somewhat a bizarre way, which you're going to hear about in a minute. Hosea's name means salvation. God wanted to use Hosea to bring salvation to people. And he certainly chose to do it in the most unconventional way. So I want to read to you. I'm going to read longer than I normally do. I'm going to read the first chapter of Hosea. It's not a real long chapter. but I, So you can get a, a little background of the story. And so here it goes. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beeri, uh, during the reign of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Joash, king of Israel. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, and now listen to this, folks, this story is very interesting, and it's going to be very complicated probably for you to try to understand, but you open your Bible and you read after I get done today, read it again. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go marry, listen to this, a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. Wow. So he married Gomer, daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, call him Jezreel, because I will soon push the house of Jehu for the massacre of at Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day, I will break Israel's bow to the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, call her Lorumame, which means not loved. For I will no longer show love to Israel, that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah, and I will save them, not by bow, bow, a sword or battle, or by horses and horsemen, but I, the Lord, their God, will save them. After she had weaned Loruma, Gomer had another son, and the Lord called him Loami, which means not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called children of the living God." The people of Judah and the people of Israel will come together. They will appoint one leader and will come up out of the land 
for great will be the day of Jezreel. Well, a little background about Hosea. He was the spokesman of God, and the book was written about 250 B.C., 250 years before Christ's birth. God was using Hosea during a desperate times. God was saddened as the people of Israel were worshiping the God of Baal and had their backs turned away from God and were not putting their trust in him. They were putting their trust in an idol. See, God asked Hosea to do something he never had asked anyone or never again asked anyone from the word of God to do. And that was to marry literally a prostitute, not a former prostitute, but a current card carrying prostitute who is still living that life. If you could put yourself in Hosea's sandals way back then, can you imagine his thought pattern? What? God, are you kidding me? You want me to marry her? She slept with everybody in the country. She sleeps with every guy in town. Yes, I want you to marry her. Then it gets worse. She had the very becoming woman's name of Gomer. Can you imagine have a have a name like Gomer? All I can think of is Shazam. You know, I think of Gomer Pyle, but what a name for a woman. You know, this is, ouch, a prostitute with the name Gomer? It doesn't get much better. God was so distraught and frustrated with Israel that he wanted Hosea to go through some frustration too, to maybe get a perspective on the pain and frustration he felt so he could understand where he was coming from. Some might say, well, isn't that a little extreme? I mean, yes, you look at this story, you certainly think it is. When you are God Almighty, he could choose whatever method he wants to, to get across a point. See, sometimes in our lives, we need a real slap in the face to recognize where we're going and how we're going to get there. I believe uh, that is really prevalent even in today's church. The church on many occasions has become callous by the world to the point that we do not honor God first with our lives. He gets the leftovers with our lives. It only hurts worse when calamity hits and we realize God has only been in the shadow of our lives. A lot of times it is disaster and things that come that bring people to Jesus. It's too bad. It's too bad they don't come to him before so they know they can count on him. I've dealt with many people who have lost loved ones, many people that have, have ran into calamity in their lives. And, you know, and some of it is they, and they would admit to me that they hadn't been walking with God, but they believed. And folks, we need to take care of that right now, right where we're at. In our situation, God used me. Lord, whatever means. Lord, I don't want to ha- have to go through the means that, that uh, Hosea did. But Lord, I, I, just, I need to be used by you to open God's door into your heart and life so you could be a living witness for him and you could help change your friends, your family, and all those around you that they would see Jesus. We have to ask ourselves what Christianity really means. What is it really about? Is it a religion or is it a relationship? The main difference between religion and relationship is attitude. Some may say, I'm a religious person. What does that mean? Proud that you go to church and, and, you, and you care versus I have a relationship with God and I go to him on a daily basis and he hears me and leads me and my steps are led by him every day. 
You know, even in churches, churches get so callous that I had somebody recently just tell me they they love coming to our church because when we pray, we pray from the heart, and people are just praying. They're not just praying prayers that are that uh, that are the same prayer week in, week out, week in, week out. They're not ritualistic. They're prayers from the heart. It's a relationship with you and God. It's like when you talk to your best friend on the phone, you're talking to God. That's why I tell people, some people say, well, pastor, I can't pray. Yes, you can. Do you talk to your mother, your father, or your best friend, or your spouse? Man, you talk to to God because he's your best friend. He should be your best friend, and he knows your heart. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly, because guess what? He knows it already, and I know you're saying well, if he knows it already, why would I bother telling him about it? Because he wants you to confess. He wants you to realize where you're at with him. Do you know where you're at with God? Do you know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is first place in your life and that when he comes again, there's not going to be any anything you have to even think about because you're going to be in his presence. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be joyous because you have made a decision to serve Almighty God. You know, that is what is important to all of us, to serve Almighty God and to be about His business. People of God, He wants to use you. He wants to use you today. He wants you to be used like Hosea was. It wasn't easy for us to say, I can't even imagine, you know, being asked to do something so out of your comfort zone, marry a prostitute. What? What? Or what if God told you that he, or led you to believe that he wants you to go somewhere and move away? I've talked to my wife about this in the past. I said, honey, I am not opposed to going elsewhere. Wherever God would lead me, I want to go. I want to say yes to God. I wouldn't have been in Boise, Idaho if I wouldn't have said yes to God. I was very comfortable in Vancouver, Washington. I was very comfortable in a fantastic church and fantastic people. I had great friends there. And uh, and had our own house and our 11-month-old baby. Every, and my in-laws lived there. Everything was wonderful. And this little church in Idaho calls me and says, would you be interested in being our pastor? Our church has struggled. We're not doing well. And I said, well, I'll certainly pray about it, and I'll come down and share. So I come down and spoke uh, on two services, back-to-back services. But I still did not feel that was where God wanted me at the time. I had to make a decision. And I've told you this before, but it wasn't until my wife, who told me she never wanted to leave Vancouver, uh, said, Tom, I believe we're supposed to be here. And when she said that, I knew it was from God. And I said yes. And now, of course, 35 years, I just started week, uh, year 36 this last couple of weeks. And starting year 36 at the same church, no longer the senior pastor, which I'm very grateful for, but one of the associates and helping Pastor Allen, who is fantastic. In fact, you haven't been to our church, you need, and you don't go to a church, stop by. You'll be blessed by Pastor uh, Allen's messages. And when he's not speaking, Pastor Max, our young 30-year-old pastor, is tremendous and, and gifted, gifted speaker. And, you know, God is working in our lives, but he just wants people to respond to him. He wants people to be a Hosea. Hey, I'll do whatever it takes, even though it could be confusing. Even though you might not understand, I've had the Lord lay on my heart. I know it was the Lord's lay on my heart that I should give money to certain things. And and when I responded, it was like God confirmed it through numbers of ways. Because I'm one that never says God told me, but I say God 
led me to believe this and I and then God can and God gives me the proof that's exactly what he did. So folks, I hope you have a good day. We're going to continue about Hosea tomorrow. Hope you'll join me. Take care. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.